I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. <laughs> Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, well, this is uh, going to be fun. We were already having fun chatting during the news break. Should have been listening to Thomas Dias. Oh, well. I'll listen to it later. Uh, my name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chad. We've had a really fun series going this month. Every Thursday at 7, we've called it How We Watch. And we had Rick Lalasheron, who's the president of the BC Lions and used to be the president of the Eskimos. And we talked about selling tickets and creating atmosphere in stadium and, and getting people off their phones or incorporating their phone into the experience. Then we had Scott Moore on the show, longtime television executive. He was with Rogers when they got the big uh, TV deal with the NHL, and uh, he talked about getting people to, to watch on TV and maybe they're using multiple screens and, and how games are going to be consumed in the future. Last week, uh, Dave Campbell was in for me, and he had Rich Myers on the show, who for a few years was in charge of the scoreboard presentation at Oilers games, and he talked about his job. So now we're going to bring in some of the people all of this is aimed at, the most important people, I think, in the world of sports because ultimately they're the ones propping it up emotionally and financially, and that is fans. And we have a great panel here in studio that I will now introduce, and we're going to start with a young lady who was on this show about seven weeks ago. Maria Vicente is here, and you have become known as, uh, what do they call you, Gainer Girl, Gopher Girl? Gainer at Gopher. Gainer at Gopher. Uh, she was on this show uh, shortly after Canada Day because you started the online petition to, what was it, change Gainer's mascara? What was it all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to have to tell my friends back in Saskatchewan how you phrased that so well. Uh, no, we were we were not happy. Rider Nation was not happy about the Gainer's new look when they debuted him on Canada Day. So I started the petition to change Gainer back to old Gainer, which did not happen. But the Rough Rider organization did change his eyes to a black shade, which did help, you know, with some of the anger directed towards the new mascot. So that was me. Okay, and as as an Edmontonian, uh, what what uh, teams, what types of games do you typically attend? I attend everything. I am an Edmonton Eskimo season holder. I have been and since 2012. I go to the Edmonton Prospects, the Edmonton Stingers, the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton Oil Kings. I go to them all. I'm a big sports fan. Even wrestling, I do that as well. You're going to wrestling right after this. I am, That's yes. That's amazing. Yes. Okay, so you're a very well-rounded uh, fan. Andrew Hoskins is here as well, who uh, you've been on the show a couple times uh, before, and you're such a big Eskimos fan, you 
do a you do a podcast yeah yeah i decided to just make my own podcast to talk about the team and meet more fans uh, that are fans of the team and get a chance to kind of hear their stories and it's always fun to, every week you get to sit down for an hour or two and talk about your team and talk about what happened and and uh, so it's it's been a blast how many years you've been doing the podcast uh, the eskimo empire podcast you have the shirt thanks i for do yeah well, I he knew to make he it knew easy. like yeah. he knew like wilkins won't remember <laughs> so i better put yeah. it on the shirt yeah i better if i wear the shirt <laughs> then i know we'll be okay um yeah no um the, the we started the podcast in 2015 and uh you know not to say that we you know we were the heroes or anything but of course we all know what happened that year it was outstanding yeah. and uh sooner or later we'll uh, have them come back and then this will all happen again uh so yeah no we've uh, we've been running now so this is our fifth season and uh it's been a lot of fun and you have eskimo season tickets absolutely for how yeah. long i've had season tickets since 2002 and uh, of course was going to the games uh all through the 90s as a, a right. teenager and and, and obviously you know, as a sports fan follow the Oilers Oil Kings might yep. get to the odd game all that kind of stuff absolutely yeah I've been and the, most recently I've been going to more of the Oil Kings games and uh, mostly just for that uh, that balance of being able to take my boys and and yep. have a great time so uh, I've been doing a lot more of that but yes I follow all the other teams as well and uh, Cody London is here as well Cody great to see you you're you're the, the first timer for the radio but it's I great am. to see you uh, you are an Oilers season ticket holder? Uh, my parents are, yeah. So by association, absolutely. All right. And they've been in our family for every year except for 1988-89 because that was our holdout year when they traded Wayne. Oh, wow. Your family oh, actually held out. Wow. You were not born yet. No, that was much before my time. <laughs> but, yeah. but your family not actually... Not to age everybody else. Well, you know what? Yet. Good for them because a lot of fans say, to heck with it. They did this, they did this. So I'm giving up my tickets, but your family actually did that. Yeah, I mean, it's been a couple tough some years when you can't even really get rid of tickets that they're they're having such a tough stretch. But yeah, mm. we've hung on to them for the long haul now, so I'm happy we have so far. Okay, Until well, it's my turn to take them over anyways. Well, yeah. let, let's start there with, with you and your family, because there's no denying the last uh, 13 years, I guess, the Oilers have been the worst team in the National Hockey League. One, one playoff appearance. So, so your family obviously values something other than seeing a good team, I guess, when it comes to going to the games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we kind of take it for granted, I guess, almost being in a city that has a professional sports team that we can go to like an NHL game and that kind of thing on a regular basis. So I, I always like to think about it as um, I'm a Detroit fan for the NFL and baseball and that kind of thing. So it's pretty special when we get to do a trip which we're doing later down the uh, in a couple months here um, so it's kind of nice to be able to go to games more regularly and try and take advantage of it while we have the ability to go the go to games so often has there ever been the discussions like oh man like they might be bad again next year like is sh- like should we like it ain't cheap yeah no this year was tough and especially a couple other families buy off of us too mm-hmm. we had two of them pull out so i mean it gets a little bit tough especially they're not like you said they're not cheap right you come in where our seats are just under eleven thousand for a season wow so when i mean you're taking that hit year after year after year it starts to wear down a little bit but this year was probably the first year that i can remember that we legitimately were thinking we might have to give them up and then we had uh my cousin bought some tickets off of us we found a couple other buyers so we were able to at least hang on to them for one more year so it's kind of play it by ear at this point but 
I'm getting closer to the age where I'm hoping I can take them over for sure. And then at least that's not on my parents so much anymore, which would be nice, but. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. And did you do oil Kings or golden bears or everything like that? I used to do a little bit more oil Kings when yep. I knew a lot of the guys playing in major junior guys I had played with or played against. But now that I'm obviously a little bit too old for that. You've I don't aged know, out. Yeah. I don't know uh, <laughs> so many guys in the league anymore, so not quite as many, but definitely used to for sure. And definitely still follow the oil Kings. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Heck of a year last year. Oh, I mean, kind of yeah. out, of, out of nowhere yeah. going to the to the Eastern Conference Final. So, so that was pretty good. Uh, Andrew, where did where does your uh, connection? Uh, let's we'll do Eskimo since you have Eskimo season sure. tickets. Where, where did that connection really grow for you? Where eventually, as an adult, you finally said, "I'm going to get season tickets." Well, uh, a lot of different things. A lot of it came down to family for me. Um, my uncle took me to my first game when I was about seven years old, and uh, that was back when uh, it was Warren Moon and my favorite player, probably still to this day, Marco Sincar. Wow. And uh, I know I really, really liked uh, mullets. I guess uh, I don't know why, but and he uh, went to the U know, of A, didn't he? He did. I think yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, so uh, I kind of fell in love with the game uh, early on and, and hard not to at that point because that was in the middle of the five in a row and they were, you know, they were contenders every year. And, and it, like I, I know it's a small league, but you love the game and, and it's always nice to watch when you've got guys that are winning all the time. And then as a teenager, I was going and going in the early 90s and... Um, you know those uh, those Safeway tickets were great at that point. Right. I should say save on tickets now, but uh, uh, it was a great way to get into the game and and go out and spend a night with some friends and and watch a game. And uh, then in 2000, um, I took my now wife on one of our it's our second date really uh, to go to the Return Classic, and uh, that was it was a huge game. And I was explaining the game to her, and we both really kind of liked it, and so. So uh, by the next year, we were season ticket holders, and we have been ever since. So now, Maria, for you, uh, I mean, obviously these these two guys like sports a lot. Yes. Um, but I don't think they attend as many because you and I, uh, you know, we got in touch that week for the for the Gainer story. Yes. And you were telling me, well, I'm going to Prospects this night, and and you know, we we actually were texting a little bit about the Stingers at one point yes. this summer. Yes. So you are like, are you one of those people? You've just decided, I live in a city with options, and I don't care if it's the the biggest league in the world or the CEBL that's trying. Like you just you just go. Like why? Where's this passion come from? You know what? Mine also started as a kid. I mean, my dad always said that I brought the Eskimos luck. I was born in 1978, so as he was mentioning, you know, I brought brought the Eskimos, the the five gray cups, and I mean, you're talking about Marco Sinkar. Brian Kelly was my favorite. One of my earliest memories was the Eskimos used to have that fan day where you could go to Commonwealth Stadium, and I literally went up to Brian Kelly and asked him for his hat. So he took off his hat from his head and signed it and gave it to me. I still have it (laughs) at my parents' house. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know an amazing memory right of the Eskimos growing up and I've watched every Eskimo game with my dad I'm 40 now um, so I've been really blessed with uh, parents who took me to sports as a child and grew up in a city watching the Oilers as well with all of you know their Stanley Cups my parents also took me to playoff games in the 80s as well um, and I mean now you know in 2019 we have so many great sports teams like we have options uh, we have the Oilers the Eskimos the prospects are so much fun I mean what a great evening out especially if the weather is beautiful and the team was amazing I mean it's too bad we didn't proceed further in the playoffs but 
they did a great job. Same with the Stingers. I mean, for their inaugural year, they did an amazing job. And the fan experience, like, it is exciting. Absolutely exciting. I heard exciting. it was amazing there, Oh, actually. it is absolutely yeah. amazing. Like, the basketball is so fast. Um, I mean, watching the Raptors on TV and then going to this, like, in my opinion, there's no difference. Those guys work so hard. And they've just created such a fun affordable atmosphere for fans uh so yeah i think we are really really blessed at edmonton with so many great sports teams okay well you mentioned fan experience we're, we're going to take a break and, and i want to get into that because you can go to a game and there can be a lot going on there's the scoreboard there's the super dogs and yes kellen i'm using air quotes oh you've heard my super dog stuff i have yes. okay so have I. Yeah. oh okay yeah. good we'll have to play it for average Cody. dogs yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a great fan panel here cody london andrew hoskins maria vicente all in studio inside sports on chet i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Trevor Harris of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, we're having a blast tonight. We had Brock Sunderland in studio. We now have a uh, fan panel in studio. Maria, Andrew, and Cody are here. They describe their uh, sporting passions, their sporting uh, histories, uh, the combination of season ticket holders to the Oilers and Eskimos, and they, and they attend uh, many other games, especially, I think, Maria, you're the... Oh yeah, she yeah. wins for most. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're you're all over the map. Okay, so and, and this is this is fun for me too because why did I get into sports broadcasting? Well, because I liked watching sports. I mean, we're all fans initially. I I've had Eskimo seasons tickets since 1997. Cool. Wow. I wow, do not you. care if there are super dogs. I do not care if there's the blindfolded <laughs> person trying to find an airplane. I do not care if there are super dogs that can't do anything successfully. <laughs> Uh, I don't care if there's ludicrous or whoever at halftime. No, I, no, I don't get mad about it. Some people actually got mad about it. Yeah, uh, it's not for us though. That's the, it's not for you and me. Okay, it's for the other fan that's coming in, ludicrous or Florida or whatever it is. The, it I don't I don't link that's targeted to me. Um, and honestly, I, I could care less about it because at halftime, I always go and meet up with all my friends and talk football. We talk about the first half, give vent about what's going on or get excited and then go back to our seats. Um, do I think it's a bad thing? No, but I don't. I, I, it doesn't matter to okay, me. Okay, well, let, let, let's yeah. let's turn to Cody here, because Andrew, Maria, and I, we're all, the first number is four in our age. And Maria, <laughs> you, you said you were born, so I don't feel bad give, giving that up. <laughs> Cody, your, your first number is two yep. in, in your age. <laughs> yep. so, so thanks for that. So you're the, you're the millennial. <laughs> yep. you're, so supposedly, you're, you're supposedly, your age group can never put their phone down and, and, and doesn't care about the result of the game. They just want to go party with their their friends and be seen at an Oilers game or, or, or courtside. Like, is that is that fair? Does that frustrate you a little bit? Like, I think, what's, Yeah, I think that's fair for the majority of the people in my really? demographic, I yeah. think. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit of an anomaly, though. I was raised in the into the game, and, like, both, well, all four of us in the room, I get 
I go to a game to see the Eskimos win. I don't go there for the halftime show and that kind of thing, too. If the Eskimos are winning, I'm happier to go to a game. That doesn't mean that when we're having tough seasons that I'm not at a game, per se. Um, but I live and die more by the wins than anything else. So I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not mad about the halftime shows. I'm not disappointed by them. But it's not a draw for me to go to the game. If Ludacris is playing or Flo Rida is playing that game, I'm going to the game to see the Eskimos. That's it might be a bonus that game, but if they're not there, I'm still going to the game that day. Yeah, and for the Oilers, you're not because I mean I know sometimes after games with Rob, like I'll have like 50 texts about the power play, and then there's the one guy who's like, I can't believe they don't play more 60s rock during the stoppages. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and this is like the guy's actually mad, and then he's like, read my text, read my text. So like, you're that's secondary to you absolutely it is. Too. Yep. yeah yeah for again i'm there to see the oilers win which has been tough obviously sure. since for the majority for the last 10 plus years um but yeah i'm still there to see a win i'm still there to cheer for the team i'm not there to see the boston pizza shuffle that in between <laughs> whistles and that kind of thing right so but you guess oh, every time right? but you're oh, absolutely, yeah, okay good yeah, yeah i'm still participating for a second there, absolutely yeah. participating yeah the, uh, the app that you play along right? yeah that you can you play along so yeah. now it's like oh i'm really into this i gotta get this <laughs> well and the oilers yeah. have the player trivia what's darnell's favorite yep. sport oh, as yeah. a kid and you pick or whatever yep. so so do you see people pulling out their phones to play along? You know what? Like, I pull my phone out, too. I'm not going to say so that you I still don't. <laughs> I do participate in it, but that's not. I'm not there for that. Like, that yeah. adds to it, I guess, uh, to an extent. Yeah. But I'm more, if the Oilers lose that night or the Eskimos lose that night, I'm still going home mad. I'm not, oh, you know what? I was fourth on the Martin Motorsports <laughs> game that night, right? Like, that's not what I'm mad about, I guess, at the end, or happy about at the end of the night. Okay, no, uh, did either of you guys go to a Stingers game? The hoops? Didn't, no. Yeah. I didn't in the end. No. Okay. Did any of you guys have been to a prospects game? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, well, I think a lot of people probably have. But Maria, you went to a lot. Yes. Did you go to every Stingers game? No, I didn't. But you know what? It was so there good. I'm 10. actually contemplating getting season tickets. Okay. So, so, but you now this is different because I'll, I'll speak generally, and then you can give me your experience. Okay. Like people live or die with the Oilers and Eskimos. They're like the heritage teams yes. in the city. Yep. The Stingers are new, and you mentioned you like the fan experience there. Yes. So now they were good. They, they were good. I think they only lost one home game. Their record was unbelievable once they switched coaches. Yeah. So, so was it? What kept you going back though? Was it that they were successful, or did you just have a blast kind of going and just seeing a game regardless of the outcome? You know what? It was just a blast. Like I mean, the basketball was exceptional. Those guys, like I said before, are tremendous athletes. It's very, very fast-paced, and like the opposing teams definitely put in their all as well. Um, and I mean, they do also, you know, the music. They, their mascot's cute. It's a bumblebee and dancing around. Like, I took a picture with it. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's a adorable like I mean it's a really cute mascot right I, I mean it's the whole the whole atmosphere the crowd really gets into it I mean hopefully this is their first year hopefully they'll get more and more people but I think man if they could pack the Edmonton Eskimo that could, the expo rather yeah, that could so. be that could be just as loud so if it would have been uh and I, I I only got to go to one game in person because obviously they played during my show a lot of the yeah. time but I I appreciate the tempo Yes. For me, I was happy to see four or five guys I knew played for the U of A yes. on that team with, you know, Baker obviously leading the way. So you, if it was, you know, 105 to 100 for either way, you were happy because you just felt it was a good, entertaining game. No, I'm also competitive, so I love it when my, my teams you, win. But if, but if, but if, but but if they'd lost been... a couple games, oh, high yeah. scoring, last minute, it wouldn't have totally turned you off. Oh, no, absolutely not. But, I mean, you're talking about halftime shows, and I'm, I mean, being an Eskimo season ticket holder, I'm going to totally, like, go 
oppose your opinions. Like, I, I actually do like the halftime show. And I mean, I've had season tickets since 2007. And there have been some years that the Eskimos have put in more effort than others in the product that they're giving to their season ticket holders, right? Like, one of the things this year, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but um, they came out with this, if you signed up for three years, we'd get like, you know, some special things. I'm still waiting to see what these special things yeah, are. Yeah, oh, I signed up for that. No, they yeah. did. And they had an event this past Monday night. Right. Um, but that's been which the only was specifically thing for E3. I think they're still trying to build on that. Right. And of course, it was a Monday night, so we were recording, so I didn't get to go. Right. No, I can't I tell you go, what it was like. I didn't but go either. For so. You're waiting for them to follow through on, on something if they said they were going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think they've done a great job with reducing the admission because it makes it accessible to many people. I love how they're trying to get more families by bringing kids free. That's awesome. Like, all sports teams should do that, too. Like, one of the complaints I hear about the Oilers is that families can't go, um, which thankfully we have the Oil Kings, but I mean, a lot of people want to see Connor McDavid, right? Mm -hmm. So the Super Skills sells out like in a snap of a finger just because it is affordable and kids can go see, you know, our superstars in the city, right? Um, So I think overall, like, they do a good job, but I too, as a fan, I do like to see what's half like at halftime, like the Ludicrous show was great. I was really happy when yeah, they announced it. I know it. lots of people yeah, loved yeah. it, I and that's it was, great. I thought it was off the chain myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you've used that statement in the past three years, even once, I would be. I would like a recording of that because that's yeah, impressive. Well, yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> okay, uh, can you guys stick around for a few minutes after seven thirty? Because I yeah, want to yeah. get into some other of your your uh, how you can consume sports. Maybe if you're not attending in person as well. Cody London, Andrew Hoskins, Maria. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sente, all in studio, Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. All right, really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Man, uh, so many great in-studio guests this week. Uh, Brock Sunderland was in uh, earlier. We have our fan panel in right now. Jed Roberts and Randy Spencer slated to join us tomorrow, so we're having a blast. Uh, Cody Lunnan, Andrew Hoskins, Maria Vicente, Edmonton sports fans, uh, we've been talking about their experiences uh, going to games, what what they want uh, as fans and, uh, and uh, why they go and support uh, the Edmonton teams uh, on the court, on the field, on the ice. Do you guys go to U of A games, by the way? Anybody do any U of A? I went to McEwen, so no. <laughs> you, did you go to McEwen games when you I went were to the odd, I went to the odd you hockey did. game, yeah. yeah. Have I, you? Again, same kind of thing. Knew a couple guys on the team, so okay. went to them my first couple of years, and then as they as I aged out from that, too, that's kind of died off a little bit, too, but yeah. Because I've always said if it was just about winning, the Golden Bears hockey team should be selling out Rogers Place. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know sometimes the games aren't suspenseful because they're, but, you know, when they play Sask and Calgary and Manitoba's had some good teams. Okay, so let me ask you guys this. Uh, Cody, I'll start with you. Television viewing habits. Um, will you sit and watch an entire... Uh, let's let's open it up. 
NFL, Major League Baseball, playoffs, N- NBA. Will you sit and watch an entire game for two and a half, three hours? Absolutely. And yep. even, yeah, so again, I th- feel like I'm a bit of an anomaly with that, but my dad and I are both Detroit everything diehard okay. fans. So even though the Tigers are bad this year, like almost historically bad for the Tigers, a <laughs> game in June, if they're on TV, which is very rare, I'll sit and watch the whole game, even if they're getting pounded 10-1 to 1 or they're losing okay. 4-2 and they're actually playing out of their mind for one point this season. But yeah, I will sit down and watch an entire game. And will you, NFL Sunday, say you're not invested, say it's not the Lions, will you watch, or is that more to follow your fantasy players? Or yeah, what? no, absolutely. I mean, as far back as I can remember, we've only, my dad and I have only recently gotten Sunday tickets, so we can actually watch Lions oh, because okay. they're never on TV, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you cheer for the Seahawks or the <laughs> Packers or the Cowboys, you're not, your team's never on, right? So I will sit down and I'll watch NFL Sunday because it's NFL Sunday, right? There's games all day. You get a little bit of a break before the night game, and it's, I don't know, I just like sitting at home, maybe having a drink or two and watching games all day. It's great. Now, do you have, uh, you mentioned maybe you're an anomaly in your age group. Do you have buddies where it's they, like they don't really have a favorite team they're just always checking they're watching a game but then they're checking their phone after every play to see the fantasy stats yeah i mean most of my friends all do have a diehard team but i, okay. I for sure have a couple that are checking just to see how their fantasy team's doing and stuff like that um but i yeah i mean like i said the most of them are uh, pretty diehard fans of one team or another okay but. well that's inc- that's encouraging because i think there's this uh and i've wondered about it too like our our fans less emotionally invested in a team and just an opportunity to win money. And hey, gambling is part of the reason why sports are popular. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We know that, but that's good to hear. They'll, they'll still say, well, I want to watch my favorite team. I don't just want to watch how uh, Dak Prescott's doing because he's yeah. my quarterback or whatever. Uh, Andrew, you watch, yeah. obviously watch all the Eskimos road games. Absolutely. Well, every CFL game. Well, you'll watch everything, eh? Every CFL game. Yeah, I love the game in general so um as long as i don't have something where i need to be out with one of my children then i am right. at home so you've managed to watch the whole thing uh, having yeah. a family and and uh, that hasn't um greatly affected your viewing habits then no no not tons actually because uh, now my son watches with me um Good. so he he uh, he got into playing football a few years ago and so now he likes watching he likes to watch and learn from watching and and we can talk about it together and so lots of times we'll be uh, you know it's uh it's not unheard of at my table if this if it's cfl game on that you know it's supper time but the ipad is there watching the game at the same time okay. as we're eating so uh, so that we don't miss and we can talk about it so that you know that's it's the it's the one thing that we kind of break our rule of, of watching anything at the table because we we love sports we love to sit and watch now maria you you, you attend the most out of anybody here mm-hmm. so do you do you watch at home too or do you <laughs> i actually just rehooked my uh, shaw cables so i could have a pvr to tape the nfl games okay good so so my seahawks are taping right now because uh, okay. that's on tonight and well, like you're really dedicated if you watch nfl preseason like, i am yeah i am and i i have the patriots game taped i mean they're playing now i just checked my phone my app tells me they're winning which is great um and i'm in my patriots jersey which you can't see at home listeners but yeah no i'm representing yeah, with breed that's okay <laughs> we're all just ignoring it so. everybody's ignoring I've got Brady on my back and everything's good and we're winning and uh, uh, yeah it's taped set to tape for tomorrow so I can uh, watch it tomorrow but uh, you know I intend on doing that same with the NHL games when the Oilers play I'll put them on PVR um, I tape both my Eskimos and Rough Riders if I'm not home um, and just watch them later 
unless yeah. you know the game was like last week where I don't really want to watch it again because that was so depressing. <laughs> okay, I got to give you credit for watching NFL preseason front to back. And Cody, I give you credit because I will say this, and I, and I don't think. I, I don't think I'm wrong here with this generalization. I feel like I know fewer and fewer p- and people who watch an entire Major League Baseball game. <laughs> yeah, that's especially fair. before, that's especially before yeah. the postseason. Yep. And especially I mean, the, Jay, the Jays have only had a couple good teams since they won the, the World Series in the 90s, right? So yep, absolutely. that affects it too. Yeah. But you're all in. That's amazing. Yeah, as much as I can be, right? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't. I, I, hats off. Yeah, I cannot watch a full. Do you guys ever wish the leagues, any any league, that they some leagues did did more to speed up games, maybe to get it closer to two and a half hours playing time than than three? See, I'm more of a purist, so I'd say no. You're fine. Um, even when they brought in. Um, getting rid of the four-pitch intentional walk in baseball. That annoyed me, too. So, I mean, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a purist that way, and it's a, but the once or twice or something that there's a mistake made on the intentional walk, it made it worth it for me for, to have it for the whole season. Right. So that's just me personally, and I know I'm in the very small minority with that, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they need to speed it up. I, if there was one thing... And it's not so much the league itself is just um, a lot of the games now. If if I had one major complaint, it was that they they keep they have keep going to commercials. Yes. And I understand that's yes. how you make money, and when you're having it on TV, and I get how that works. But it that is to me that's more fresh. Like I I like just where's my game time? <laughs> like yeah. you know, like that's that's kind of what I. If I, if I was going to go back and say, well, did I, would I like something to change? I would like it so that I could just watch the game and not have to be... I mean, part of it, of course, they have to make... Like I said, they have to make money. Sure. So, But if they could find a way to make it so that was a bit smoother and that would then bring the game time... Because you actually were just watching game time, I'd be very excited about that. Yeah, We yeah. were actually having this discussion at uh, the game on uh, the Winnipeg game on Friday because the game before that was really, really long. And a lot yeah. of it was... Yeah. commercial time and I mean I work Saturdays uh, so I mean if you're already starting at 8 o'clock and you're dipping like closer to that 3 hour I mean you know by the time you get home it's really late and stuff like that too right and if you're going with kids as well um, I would prefer also just to watch the game time I get the commercials are important and you know they fill in that time well you know with the cheerleaders who you know we're really lucky with the Eskimos we have an amazing cheer team who always go out there and give their all uh, but yeah it'd be nice just to see see the game and maybe not so many commercials so right. I, yeah I completely agree with you on that. How yeah. about the end of that Raptors championship that took uh, 18 oh. minutes to review the final tenth of a second? <laughs> that was exciting, eh? Yeah, yeah exciting. As you're sitting <laughs> come on. I, I actually let my son stay up because I thought, oh, this might actually happen. You should actually watch this. And then when I kept going, I'm like, good lord, like, can somebody please make a decision and let this game be over? Yeah. I missed yeah. that. I was at the Stamp- the Stampeders were playing at the Arden Theatre, so I'm oh. a huge fan of, of the band, so I was there with my parents and just watching on my phone. <laughs> oh, See, you should have just stayed home and watched. You were distracted. <laughs> no, you know what? The concert was amazing, but it was so funny because we were in the autograph lineup, and, you know, people were celebrating that the game was over, and then this review happened. It's like, wait, guys, like, yeah. no, it's not over. It's so like, then, no, let's make sure he was actually fouled exactly yes exactly. all right so cody you're you're back going to oilers this year yep uh are you going to the labor day rematch are you gonna have time yep i'm oh, going awesome. i got my tickets already so yep i oh. was thinking about getting down for monday and labor day but it's just i don't know if i can go into calgary with <laughs> our record on labor day 
It's a I'm going scary, down anyway. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> two it's wins so in the last thirteen. Ah, uh, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. You can still go it has down. Has no effect on, on this year. That's right. But all you right. Can, you can watch it at Commonwealth though this year. Yep, there is yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, so there's that option. You can go in and watch it if it's nice weather. Yep. Which will be cool. All right, Maria. Thank you for coming in. It's great to see you again. Yes. How do people follow you on Twitter? Uh, it's at Gainer at Gopher. It sure is. Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I can do How do people find the podcast? Uh, yeah, you can find it uh, on Twitter at EskEmpirePod. And uh, you can also go to the website, uh, EskEmpire.ca. Cody, do you want to give your social media or would you prefer not to be bothered? Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not sure if anyone's going to want to follow me. There's uh, <laughs> just a lot of opinionated sports on there. Which but is fine. Uh, <laughs> at CLunnin on Twitter. C-L-U-N-N-I-N. Yep. And I, I tweeted out uh, the link for all you guys. Thank you so much for coming in. This was a blast. No, Thanks, thank Reed. you for having Thanks. us. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, tomorrow the U of A Golden Bears football team starting their Canada West season against the Calgary Dinos. Former Golden Bears offensive lineman, now with the Calgary Stampeders, Justin Lawrence. Justin, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good, Reed. Thanks for having me on. It is great to have you on the show. And, man, we have a lot to talk about. Of course, I want to get your experience over the last year and a half playing pro and moving on from the U of A and all that fun stuff. But uh, perfect timing to talk to you because the the Stampeders activated Bo Levi Mitchell today, your quarterback uh, who's been hurt for much of the season. Just what was it like uh, having Bo back and, and really participating and running the offense in practice? Oh, man, it, it, it's nice to have Bo back, just to even see him kind of throwing around and um, getting back into the offense a little bit. It's, um, it's exciting to see, especially for us. Um, Nick's done a hell of a job, man, taking over the offense. But um, it's exciting to have Bo back, and whoever's playing, I know we're in good hands. So, Well, I want to ask you a little bit about Arbuckle, because I think for a lot of people around the league, he was a bit of an unknown, and when you have to fill in for Bo, that's those are pretty big shoes to fill. But I mean, the team's done done pretty well. What did you know about Nick with uh, with him stepping in, and 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 tell me a little yep. bit about about his style. Um, so, so before the whole uh, Bo injury happened, and Nick had to step in, um, I think knew most of us knew we were in good hands. Like Nick's one of those guys. He he came into camp. Uh, he picked up the offense real quick um, a couple of years ago, and he's he's really deep in the playbook. Um, and you know, he he makes smart throws. He's a He's a game manager. He doesn't make dumb decisions and stuff like that. So um, I knew we were in good hands when he, he was taking over. And um, he did, he's done an unbelievable job. You know, for him to, to step in at the end of that BC game there and help us get a win, uh, that that was huge. And then to carry that on for the rest of the season so far, he's uh, he's definitely stepped in there and, um, you know, put his name out there. And uh, he's been doing unbelievable. What does a backup quarterback, but before he gets some starts and some playing time like Nick did, what does a backup quarterback have to do to learn the earn the trust of his of his offensive line? Because I mean, yeah. he doesn't want to run out on the field and have you guys thinking, "Oh no," he wants you guys thinking, "Yeah, yeah, 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 we're fine." He's got it. How does a backup quarterback do that when he doesn't get a chance to show himself in a game a lot? Um, I, I think the biggest thing for a backup quarterback, kind of earning his way into that starting role is um, making the most out of his practice time because all those backup quarterbacks still get reps during our team times and stuff like that. So I think that's where they kind of really establish themselves to the coaches even that they um, that they can be in that spot. So 
Um, the guy, like especially like Nick, he's um, he's t- taken all of his reps, and he, he's a guy who's progressively like shown he could do that. And then when he's gone his chance, he's he's executed. So yeah, that, I, I think the biggest thing is it kind of stems from practice. Um, like our practices are so competitive, and guys um, guys need to execute what the game plan is and stuff like that. So I, I believe that's where it really all starts. And us as the O line and the quarterback, that's kind of where we really start to gel. So we go on the field, we all feel comfortable together. Justin, the Stampeders coming into this game at 5-4. and four. I, I'm just going to look back quickly here at some of your games. Four-point loss to Ottawa. Four-point win over B.C. Uh, Seven-point loss to Hamilton. One-point win over Ottawa. Six-point win over Edmonton. Two-point loss to Winnipeg. Six-point overtime loss to Montreal. I, I know those all didn't go your way, but, but man, you guys have had some tense finishes, some wild finishes this year. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. Tell me about it. Um, but I, I think, like, obviously we'd want to win those ones that were close losses, but um, I think it really speaks to us as a team on some of those games where we did win, um, where we kind of pushed the game right to the last minute, uh, made the right plays, and did come out with the win. So, um, obviously, like, we're, we're at the halfway point of the season, so um, we're going to clean up the little mistakes that kind of led to those four losses. But um, there's a lot of positives, and, you know, we're we're pretty banged up right now, so... Um, to be where we're at, like we're looking pretty good. We just, like you said, we got to clean up the little things. So, I mean, the most recent game was Montreal. So, I ask you about that one. They had to recover an onside kick late in the game. There were a couple of very close calls. One on a quarterback sneak. Uh, one on Rogers ruled not quite in bounds, catching at the end yep. zone that that maybe could have gone gone either way. So, how do you sort of process that one and? and put it behind you because it was such a, a fine margin. And, and like I said, maybe there were some yeah. 50-50 calls from, from the Zebras that maybe on another day might go your way. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's one of those things that it hurts in the moment. You kind of feel a little pissed off about it uh, after the game. But it's one of those things um, we put ourselves in that position to, to make it a one-play uh, winner or loser kind of deal. So, um, uh, man, it sucks. And, I, like, I wish those calls would go our way, but – you know, that's the, that's the way the game is. So um, it's kind of up to us to, to put ourselves in a situation we don't come to those <laughs> last play games. So. Justin Lawrence from the Calgary Stampeders joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, so you were on the Stamps last year. You did not yep. get to play on Labor Day. Uh, you're an Edmontonian. I, I yep. mean, how are you feeling <laughs> going into Labor Day and taking on, you know, your former hometown team? Uh, I'm unbelievably excited, man. This is, uh, like, I've, I've been watching these games since I was a little kid growing up, um, going to Eskimos games, watching them play against the Stampeders. So uh, to be on the Stampeders and get to play against my hometown team, uh, I think it's unbelievable. So, And we got a little bit of taste of them um, uh, early in the season there. So, um, But uh, it's unbelievable. Like, still for me as a pro, it's uh, I still get super excited for that game. That's to me, is like, the, like one of the games you look forward to in the year. So I'm excited. I mean, when you when you're an Edmontonian and and you become a Calgary Stampeder, like were guys aware of that last season when you lock walk into the locker room? Do you get any of the like, hey, make sure you put all the green away? It's all red. Like, this is there any of that dialogue with the guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, not too much. Um, it's one of those things. Like football is a business. So the minute um, Calgary took a, a shot on me and drafted me, you know, I, I was diehard Calgary from that point on. Um, you know, it's one of those things like you grow up always, every kid grows up and they have a favorite team, but finally when you get your chance to play pro ball, it's all about 
um, like, you know, who gives you the opportunity and stuff like that. So, <laughs> no, I, ne- I came in the locker room. I never got too much about it. I get the odd joke here and there. More of my, uh, more of the outside people asking me, like, how the, the transition was coming from Edmonton to Calgary and stuff like that. So, <laughs> not too crazy. A, a year and a half uh, into your pro career, What's been the biggest uh, change for you? I mean, obviously, in youth sports, you're playing eight or nine games a year. You can play, you know, 18, 20, 22 with playoffs and preseason uh, as a pro. And obviously, it's a it's a step up in talent and all that kind of stuff. What, what's been the biggest adjustment for you, Justin? Yeah, that's definitely a big part of it is the length of the season. Like, uh, I think going from a nine-game season, 10, 12, or whatever it is, um, including if you go all the way to the playoffs, it's a, it's a totally different monster when you go to the pro here. And we got 18 regular season games, two preseason, potentially three in the playoffs. Um, that's the biggest thing is body management, um, making sure throughout the season you're keeping strong, keeping your body healthy. Because you know you play that many games, like you tend to get you're you're about to get um, some nick ups and stuff like that. So uh, that's been the biggest thing. And then just I, I find the biggest part about being a pro is stay. Uh, staying on top of your game plans and kind of knowing each week what you're doing and how you're attacking the the, uh, the opposing defense. So um, it, it, it's uh, trust me, I like I I, I knew it was going to be a big jump coming from college to pro, but it was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. So it, it, it's been a fun journey, and I, I'm excited for the future. Okay, and, and for you personally as well, uh, we were talking a little bit before we came on air. Some center and some guard for you, is that yep. uh, you know handling two two positions? Maybe sometimes uh, week to week. How do you how do you deal with that? Uh, it's good. So um, for most part, a lot of it um, stuff we've kind of worked on. Like you said, I've I've been here for a year and a half now, so um, a lot of the stuff's just like our our camp rules, like teams, like rules we have as a team. Um, so you learn them as you go through the whole process. Like I've learned center and guard. So it's just kind of going into each week when you kind of make little game plan adjustments and stuff like that, learning what each one is. But, you know, you get used to it. And our, our coaching staff does a great job of making sure all of us guys are, um, like, versatile in the O-line can play multiple positions. So um, you see all of our O-linemen, we can all kind of cover one or two spots. Maybe some guys can cover all across the O-line, stuff like that. So I, I think it's a real big um, – Kudos to our like coaching staff for making sure we're all able to kind of do that and cover each position. All right, and I'll I'll close with this: uh, Who are you going to have in the stands on Monday, and will they be wearing red or green? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. Um, my family, my family comes to every home game, so I got my parents. Um, my sister, my girlfriend, all of them always come to the game, so they'll be there, and trust me, they'll be wearing red. <laughs> There's no green around the family anymore. <laughs> now, now, have you had any friends, though? I mean, being an Edmontonian at a U of A who have said, Justin, I love you, but I, I just I just can't. Did you, did, did you get any of that from anybody in your life? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely do. I got a couple family members who are diehard Edmonton fans, and they'll cheer for me individually, but uh, I can't. not a chance I'm getting them to cheer for Calgary. So um, I'd say probably the best one is um, probably Coach Morris. It's been hard for him to get used to me being in red. Anytime I talk to him, I think, he's, I think it kind of bugs him a little bit that I'm in red. <laughs> Well, uh, you know what? It's it's been fun to watch. Uh, you know, obviously uh, the championship last year and, and the West is really exciting this year. So this is a huge game for a lot of reasons on Monday. Justin, it's always great to have you on the show. I can tell you're enjoying the experience, and I know we're going to talk again down the road, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Reed. I appreciate it. It was fun. 
Right on. Stampeders offensive lineman, former Golden Bear Justin Lawrence. Eskimos and Stampeders Monday. Countdown to kickoff at 1. Game at 2.30 here on 6.30. Chad, thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio operator. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.